eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For all NBA, for all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. What up, y'all? It's Nat and Justin. We're back. We're here. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I am still in rainy San Francisco, um, but it's sunny right now. So who knows? Maybe I can like get out and enjoy a little weather before the rain kicks in. Um, but first thing we had to do was record this episode. And trust me, it definitely wasn't going to happen last night after the game, even though it wasn't that late of a game for a few reasons. One, because my friend was visiting me here this weekend while I was here. So, you know, we had to go do girlfriend things after the show. Um, but secondly, I was tired. Like I knocked out last night and I woke up very shortly before it was time to record this spot. My friend woke up. We're like, oh shit, she's scrambling because she got to get to the airport. We thought we were going to wake up, go work out because I did Peloton yesterday for the first time. Yes. Don't judge me my first time. Um, and then we were like, we're going to go have some breakfast before she leaves. Yeah, none of that happened this morning. It was a mad, like, scramble, got locked out of my hotel room. So it's been an amusing morning. So, yeah, so this pod was not happening last night after the game. I don't think anybody was in a rush for us to talk about this game. It was very blah. It was very blah game. Um, I don't know, Justin. I find it hard to be really distraught over this loss either, to be honest. Um but some in Dub Nation were. The TL was somewhat in shambles. And I, I honestly, I don't know if I should be surprised, but I was a little surprised. It's like, I kind of know how the fan base reacts, but it's like, what they're like, what, five and two? <laughs> At home, yeah, over the stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's like, guys, come on. <laughs> like, if, if we would have known we were going to be missing all these players, Clay ends up being a late scratch. We have no staff. It's only Wiggins' first game back. He's on a minutes restriction. You don't mm-hmm. have Clay for back-to-backs. Like, you lose Kaminga during this stretch. If we would have known all these things ahead of time and said during that time the Warriors will have a 5-2 and two record, would we not all be excited? 
Yeah. yeah, yeah so I sure. just I don't get the reaction to losing to this. You're supposed to we you're supposed to beat Orlando. Why? Why are you supposed to beat Orlando? Are they not an NBA team? Do they not have Wagner, who's like a great young talent? You know what I'm saying? Like they're not scrubs. I know like their schedule makes people think they're scrubs. But they're not scrubs. And also, I mean, you mentioned this before, Justin, on the last episode. They were going to have Fultz coming back. Um, but this is a tough team. They they swept the Celtics this year as well. Can you talk about and get into a little why this was always going to be a tricky matchup for the Warriors, regardless of their schedule? Yeah, um, the, the Magic, they just got a lot of youth, energy. They're athletic. They're long. Um, so they make things tough, especially without Steph and without Clay to make to have to generate openings for everybody else. So the whole night it was pretty much, you know, JP either come down and, and come off a screen or he'll come down and they'll set up an ISO for him on the wing. And then one of the magic players would just completely ditch either Looney or Draymond and just sit in the paint and wait for him. So it's just like a, a lengthy defender in front of him, one behind that guy as well. Um, so it's just hard for JP to to play within within that type of circumstance, and he was already struggling. They were not really. letting him see daylight last night. Yeah, right, exactly. And then we're just they were just without um, supplemental scoring and playmaking outside of him. I mean, like Wiggins is still getting his rhythm back. He was it was his first game back. Um, obviously, late you know um, game time decision scratch from Clay. So it was just I think that just zapped their energy right there, um, and they already were running on fumes from this from this stint without everybody playing. So I wasn't surprised by it. It was it's disappointing, but I wasn't surprised by it. And I think overall people are a little bit upset just because, you know, essentially the first five games of this road trip were supposed to be the hardest ones, right? Like Portland is decent. Atlanta has been struggling, but on paper, they're better than Detroit, you know, something like that. And um, uh, Memphis and obviously the, the better team that they played earlier so it's like, okay, now that we won those five in a row, we should win all eight, you know, like not really realistic. End. That was the front end before before everything caught up. Yeah. Before the wear and tear starts. Before right? Like it's yeah. like, yes, like I'm sure if they had their full energy and didn't have all those other things that existed, they probably could pull out a W against this team. And I don't even look at the Pistons game like that was a buzzer beater. Like they they lost on a buzzer beater. They're like right. you. They had a chance to win. They were in it to the end. Like that was a buzzer beater. Nothing you can do about those. But it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, that Pistons game, especially, is it's kind of the same as the games earlier in the season when they went on that road trip. They didn't have Dante. And those games came down to one possession games, right? Like against the Magic earlier this season, I believe Clay tied it up or something like that at the very end. And then, the magic just couldn't miss from three. Like once it's a one possession game, you just leave it up to luck or just shot variance or whatever the case may be. And that's, it is what it is. You live with the result. Um, like when you say it's disappointing, you just mean it's disappointing because like, you don't want, you want, you want them to win every game. Right. Right. Yeah. And not like disappointing. Like you're disappointed at like the players and, and, and what they did. Right. I'm just trying to make sure I understand. Yeah, I mean, a little bit. Like, you you, you want to see Jordan get out of his little struggle slump right here, but you understand, like, what's going on and how this stretch is kind of weighing on him and all the other guys as well. Um, 
So, like I said, yeah, disappointing in the sense that, like, you just want them to play well every single game all the time, but that's just not a realistic expectation. Um, and, yeah, I mean, you would you would hope that it had been a closer game, and they kind of just got blown out, essentially. But uh, it is what it is. On to the next one. Hopefully, Wiggins will have a better rhythm with them next game, and Andre looked like he hasn't played in – because he hasn't really played in a year. Yeah. To be honest, like he wasn't getting consistent minutes after January of last season. So right. it's, it's, it's been a year um, since he really had consistent minutes and it, and it definitely showed up on the court. Uh, but I'm not yeah. expecting much from Andre. I never have been. I kind of. Right. I'm like, let him just be someone who coaches guys on the side. I know he always says like, that's not what he's there for, but it's like. Bro, do you really have anything left? Like, that's no, like, disrespect to Andre. I'm not trying to, like, shade him. I just don't know what he really has left to give besides, like, his just the knowledge, and which is a lot, like, you know, to, to help them along. I mean, they're kind of low on body. So I understand from that perspective just to try to relieve some guys putting him out there. But do you think he can really add anything, excuse me, like, to this team right now? I do. Um... Okay. Yeah, he's still he's still strong. He still um, still has length in his arms and stuff like that. And then you can always apply your IQ in real time. I don't think he's completely like lost all of his athleticism. You know what I mean? He can still move his feet a little bit. Um, yeah, I think I think he can definitely help in like spot minutes and stuff like that. And then he can just settle guys down, like tell guys where they need to be. It's different when a guy's coaching on the sideline is, and as opposed to like him actually being on the court telling you what to do, what and seeing, and he actually sees the game from a player's point of view, like on the court. So he can he can add some value, but they they definitely shouldn't be relying on him to do that. Yeah, I um, have some video of Andre um, before the um, not the last game, not not just Orlando, but the Pistons game. I got some practice video of him just. Uh, warming up, shooting, things like that. I mean, he looks fine, you know, when you see Mm -hmm. him. He hit some threes. He missed a a ton, but he also also hit some, and, you know, he looks good. Him and JP were on the court together. I just, like I said, I just keep wondering, like, what he really has left to give. Um, So we'll see. I mean, just knowing Andre, there's going to be some huge moment, whether it's in the playoffs or a big game or something. He's going to, like – hit some corner three or he's going to like get a steal or he's going to like come up and do something big. But I think those moments are going to be much more sporadic than Mm -hmm. like a regular thing, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, they're, they're not going to rely on him. I don't think he might not even play in the playoffs much um, to be honest. So we'll just, we'll see what he has to give. (laughs) We'll see what he has to give. Okay. Um, yeah, like, were you concerned when you saw that Clay was a late scratch because everyone was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Um, we find out it's just left knee soreness. Um, so I should say it's just, but one, does that concern you that he has left seat knee soreness? Or do you just like, look, the two injuries, he's been playing a lot, a lot of wear. Do you just mm-hmm. chalk it up to that? Yeah. Um. I definitely think it's just that, just the wear and tear of the 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 recent two weeks that they've had to play without all these guys. So he's probably gonna, you know, I don't know if he's gonna have the next game, but if he if he is scratched for the next game too, I wouldn't be surprised, nor would I be concerned. It's just a matter of navigating 
his reality now as someone who's come back from two injuries like that. Um, yeah, so Wiggins should be able to fill in a little bit for what Clay has been doing. Um, and then Steph will be back the next game after that, hopefully. And if they need to go for a few games without Clay, they he's earned the the right to be able to sit a few games, actually, um, based on like what he's been doing with all those guys out. So I think he'll be fine in the long run. Yeah, and I um, I asked Wiggs three questions last night. I was being greedy. Um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't asking Lamb no damn questions, so I had to wait. So I figured like a makeup from not asking Lamb and then, you know, I want to ask Wiggs questions. Um, Wiggs, sorry, I was so excited. I didn't act like this though in there, so I can act like this on the pod because, you know, in there I was a professional. Um, but um, I asked him about like how long does he think it's going to take him to, you know, he said he was surprised because this is his longest absence, you know, um, that he's had. So yeah, he was it definitely, he felt it out there and, you know, um, but he he said he didn't think it was going to take him long to start to feel like himself and so to be determined but he was he felt pretty confident <laughs> in that but yeah he did note that like it was it was different um definitely being back out there it, it looked like it a little bit he was trying to get his feet under him um shooting a lot of jumpers not necessarily going straight to the basket and i think orlando is one of those teams where it's just tough um for guys to get to the basket anyway because they have so much length um, on the perimeter, all throughout the roster, they got guys that can just stay in front, um, make it tough on you dribbling, just with their hands getting in, getting under your dribble. So um, I think he looked okay for, for a return game. You just want to see him constantly trend upward. That's just, you know. I thought he looked better as the game went on, right? Like I felt mm-hmm. like like his midi looked good. And like the, the three was like, it was like a little short or like, it was in and out, so it's there. It's not, like, far off. It wasn't, like, air balls, you know what I'm saying? So right. I I thought, like, as the game pro- progressed, I, I actually thought he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so they got wigs back. And to me, I just think, like, that in itself is, is huge. And, you know, he'll get two games under him at home before they head on a road trip. He'll also probably get um, another practice and they have practice they're Mm going to practice again on Monday Um, so yeah so you know hopefully he's right and that like I mean he's a world-class athlete but players always think they can do everything so I mean you have a sense of this you're an athlete you also like are a trainer like what do you think is realistic before you kind of start to see him looking like the Andrew Wiggins we know um, I think it's really case by case. Like you, you can't really, I mean, you can pull, you can ballpark it, but it all depends on him, how he's feeling rhythm wise. Like I think his body's okay. They're just going to slow play it so he can make sure they can make sure they avoid any, um, injuries from like, you know, his conditioning just not being all the way there yet. So they're probably slow playing as far as a minutes restriction, but as far as like how he, how he actually looks, it's just all determined by, his rhythm, like on the court, does he feel like the game is kind of moving fast for him? I think he said that he was like, he just felt a little, a step slow. And it, it kind of looked like that at certain points, but as he plays more and more, he should get that, that rhythm back. Um, and I think maybe a week, two weeks, he should start to look like he, like the normal. Um, 
and hopefully it's just overall like it doesn't take him like too long or maybe like an extended period of time with him not playing at the all-star level that he was playing at because this was probably the best that he's played in his career. So you would like to see him get back to that level and sustain it throughout the rest of the season. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah. um, He, you know, he didn't speak that much. Like, he didn't, he was asked about, like, the illness he had after getting like healing from the abductor because, or adductor, is that how you say it? Mm -hmm. Um, Because like he, remember he was ready to go and then he got sick. He just said like his whole household was sick. And so, but like, they're all better now. Um, If it was COVID, we'd know about it because he'd be in protocol. So I want, there's so much going around right now, like the flu, there's other things. He didn't say what it was, but I do wonder like if, any of those other kinds of things. Cause some of those are like respiratory, there are other things. So since we don't know what it is, I just hope there's no lingering effects from those. Cause like the flu, that kind of shit can fuck you up. Like there's like effects of it afterwards, even though you're technically better. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope it was just maybe like a stomach bug or something like that. That just kind of had him down. And like you said, nothing, nothing lingering, nothing. It was his whole family, though. So it was definitely something that, like, he said the whole family was sick. So that's why I was like, "Mm, okay, that's interesting. So I just hope, like, I'm glad they're okay. But, like, I just know there's just so much, like, right now there's actually, we always think of just COVID, but there's just so much out there right now. People, like, a lot of people are just getting sick this time of year. And so I hope it wasn't anything that, like, messed with him too much or his family, for that matter. Right. All right. Um, I think now is a good time to break, but I will just say this one last thing. Yes, I know that Anthony Lamb performed well in the first half. I don't care. Um, he, he <laughs> I don't care. But you did notice that the magic ended come the second half, right? And so and- the, the, the question like that keeps going around is like, is his shooting real or not real? What, what, like, what do you think, Justin? Is it because he's at home, it's real at home and not on the road? Or what is it? I mean, I think overall he's a pretty good shooter. Um, you know, he's made enough this season so far to to say that like him hitting shots isn't fake. But I put it on a timeline, like, yeah, he's probably not gonna make any more. He he hit five out of eight in the first half. I'm like, all right, he's probably not gonna make any more, especially after he missed his first one that he took in the second half. I'm like, yeah, he's probably done. Like, that's okay. We you, we had our opportunity to use that shooting in the first half to kind of, you know, open up the game and build a lead based on that because a guy that you don't expect to hit five threes and a half hit him. So, and then people are like, oh, no, he's a 40% shooter. Um, he can actually shoot. I'm like, y'all do know five for eight is 63% from three, right? That's not 40%. No. <laughs> and so, like not to understand he's being left open like they're like they're not like in an actual setting like for some reason if he was to ever play in the playoffs in an actual setting like when they're being planned for he ain't getting off them shots 
Yeah, and I mean, so, I like a them- let Danny Green keep getting off them shots for like the first few games of that final series, and like they were like, we don't understand, like why they keep leaving him open. He's still open, and then Chris Bosh was like. Yeah, there won't be any more of that. And then it was done. Like yeah. there were thoughts about Danny Green being finals MVP, and that shit got shut down with the quickness. Like right. they're not just gonna keep letting a role player go off like that if that is what happens. Yeah, yeah. Like they let Harrison Barnes well, shoot good. because he wasn't making them. But if he would have started making them in 2016, they would have stopped leaving him open. Yeah, I mean, and even in the second half, he he had a few open ones and he just missed them. It's like I said the av- the averages are the averages for a reason, right? A guy is not going to shoot 64% from three for an entire game when he's just a 39, 38% shooter. Like, he's not Steph. He's not Clay, He's not one of these premier shooters in the league. He's Anthony Lamb. So, like, I don't understand why there was people, like, pushing back on that, like, to say that he can, he can replicate that again. It's like, sure, he probably could. One out of a thousand games, like... <laughs> I don't understand that. So, he yeah. has some stands, which is like very interesting to me because he's like the bomb player. Yeah. And like, I think I saw it was like Charlie, it's, it's Athlean's Cummings, right? He did like a thread. Yeah, Claytheus. Yeah, Claytheus. Sorry. I'm like saying his real name. I don't be knowing people's like handles. I just be knowing they governments. Um, <laughs> but he uh, did a thread on his defense. Like, I'm getting tired of this guy's defense because, like, his defense is really not great. It's like atrocious, to be honest. And so that's why people are just like, no, he's really good. I'm like, are you watching his whole game or are you just watching the shots go in? Right. Like, <laughs> like he's ass on defense, yo. And yeah, I don't player. like watching it. Yeah, people love equating just offense to um, playing well, especially when you have low expectations for a player and they exceed those low expectations, all of a sudden they're good. It's like, uh, he's actually not great. I mean, he's like I said, he, he's providing value as if he's a two-way or a, two-way a bet player minimum player. Value. Yeah, he's exceeded two-way player value. Kudos to that. But he's not that good, guys. If we have to rely on Anthony Lamb to win basketball games in regular season, we're not in a good place. That's just... That's just what it is. So you listen to some of these people, they probably think he's better than Jordan Poole. It is crazy out here in these streets, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. He won't okay. sniff a playoff uh rotation. At least I hope. If he if he does, we're probably not gonna win a championship. I'm just keeping it being. I'm just keeping it being. Like we should hope that he's not playing in the playoffs or he's not playing in the second half of the season because we have upgraded that position. Guys. I mean, didn't Damian Lee see some minutes in the playoffs? So knowing Kerr, he might see like some little spot minutes, but he should not be one of their key rotation guys is really our point. Right. Like, right. And I mean, we know they're, 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 they're top eight really. Cause we know who the top six are like with Jordan. Right. And so um, yeah. seven and eight, top eight are. Dante and Kaminga. Right. right. So those are your eight. And those should be like your eight key rotation guys. And I think ideally Kerr would like a ninth guy. And we're saying like, that's who they should trade for or try to sign you know, someone for that last roster spot, whether it be someone at the deadline and, you know, it's a buyout, whatever it is. But we think that ninth person should not be someone who's existing, like currently on the score. <laughs> right. Unless someone steps up in a remarkable way and shows us otherwise. But I'm not counting on anyone. The only one I would watch to see is maybe a PBJ. And I know that's like a lot on a rookie, but man, his shooting, Justin, is just so damn beautiful. Right. 
This is this is somebody like, all right, if he hit five threes and a half, I'm like, all right, maybe. Maybe he could do it again. I don't know. He's shooting 43% <laughs> this season. So I think I think he's gonna be ready as early as next year to play um in the playoff, so. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. If if anybody can get that nice spot that's currently on the roster, um I would I would think the easiest path would be for him to do it. And um everybody else. We'll see. <laughs> Help us in a regular season as much as you can. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to break here. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original with uh, Nat and Justin. We'll be right back.